Hello, and welcome to the Ryan Watts Life Coaching Podcast. This is Ryan. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, today, I want to talk about long-term focus. Uh, but I want to remind you to go to Ryan Watts Life Coaching forward slash development. And there, you can put in your email address, join our email list, and you can also... Um, get a free, it's a really cool quiz, uh, that can kind of give you an idea of where you're at in your personal development. I mean, it's all for fun, but it's kind of neat. So again, ryanwattslifecoaching.com forward slash development. I want to focus on uh, long-term focus today. And I guess, I think this is an interesting topic because we hear about ADHD and, you know, distractions uh, in the short term, but we don't hear a lot about distractions in the long term. So I guess I sort of hear this topic being discussed as, um, <clears throat> David Goggins talks about doing the, uh, the quiet work. Um, I think deep work is another way to say it. Um, and really it just is about, being able to stay on task in, for a, a period long enough to be able to uh, reach a certain goal. Now, I kind of break my down my life down into uh, different kind of areas. When I was younger, in my teens, in my twenties, I was in a band and wanted to be a, 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 I wanted that to be my job. So I had done a lot of work to try to set that up. And when I was about 25, it, it didn't work that way the way I wanted to. And, and I abandoned it. So, uh, you know, in hindsight, it's interesting because I think if I would have focused a little more now, since then, you know, in my early forties, I'm doing it, or I'm diagnosed with uh, ADHD and, you know, some, some other things going on there that may have played a role where if I had the language or a way to deal with it, then perhaps the outcome could have been different, but nevertheless, I did not focus on what I needed to do at the time in order to do that job well. And so I kind of moved on, uh, you know, I kind of felt like I got like a late start. So I'm thinking I'm going to be a rock star until I'm 25 years old. And so I get an entry level job, um, with a, well-known corporation and I worked my way up and really my method honestly was being in the right place at the right time. Um, and I started getting into personal development just out of sheer need. The job was very stressful. I didn't have tools to deal with it. And I started getting into John Maxwell and Brian Tracy and they really helped me kind of figure out how to think about this stuff. But at this point I'm, you know, in my early thirties. So I really was a little bit late to start with some of this stuff where I think kids were going through this. Uh, I graduated college when I was 27. And so I really probably had the maturity level of, you know, your average 22 or 23 year old graduating college. And so, um, here I am at 30 trying to learn these basic skills, uh, how to think about the job, you know, and I, everything looking back, I was in this huge, I was filled with anxiety and, and stress and, and, uh, I would go to work every day and figure out if I got fired, how long I would be able to live, um, 
without getting another job. And I, I was doing this as a way to calm myself down. It's insane now to talk about. Insane. But, you know, I, I essentially really um, focused on that for about 10 years until I made my way, um, you know, high enough in the company to where uh, I really started um, thinking that, you know, I would, this was going to be something I kind of retire from or whatnot. And it just now, so that's stage two, right? To corporate America stage two. And then I've got stage three. It's kind of now this personal development thing because um, I learned that, you know, what I was really good at was um, raising people up. And so my focus, you know, shifted into looking inward and, you know, I had some serious work to do there, did the work and, um, you know, want to share that work with other people and the, the work's ongoing. It doesn't end. So it's a practice just like, just like, uh, all good things. So I'm kind of in this third stage of life right now where I really want to build, um, this business and to help reach people and, you know, really just try to elevate, uh, humanity's consciousness, uh, and really not be a slave to our nervous system. So uh, that's a conversation for another time. But what we're talking about here is long-term focus. So I essentially, you know, my passion was the music. And I didn't believe in myself enough in order to follow through on that. You know, and I think, um, of course, there's business I had to learn. I just, you know, there's all kinds of things that I could have done differently. And, you know, some of my friends are out there still making a lot of money uh, and touring the world in a band. And so, um, you know, that, that's kind of passed us by. Now, the next thing was just, okay, I need to catch up with everybody else. So corporate America was like, let's go, let's get this job. Let's get promoted. And I spent a lot of time, a lot of relationship collateral, uh, on that. And, you know, it's somewhat regrettable. And I've had to do, uh, apologizing to, uh, people who were in my life at the time. Um, uh, and so, uh, you know, I guess what I'm saying is it's good that I didn't end up focusing on those things because, um, I, I wasn't really sure what I was going for. So I got to this stage three, if you will now, and really kind of realized that the role that development had played, I got a bachelor's in psychology and, um, you know, so I've always kind of been interested in that. It just is, I didn't know how to put it front and center until I discovered life coaching. And so when it comes to long-term focus, I think the first point I want to make is that you have to know yourself, right? And you have to, um, that starts with being honest with yourself. And I think there were some things like if I think back early to, uh, the band days, um, I probably should have, um, done some things to try to learn more about the business. I didn't know how to generate the money. When we made money, we got signed, you know, but I remember on tour, my amp blew up and I called the record company. I didn't know what else to do. And I said, Hey, we don't have, we need this amp. And so they sent us a check for $600. Well, this amp at the time, I don't know how much a Marshall half stack is now was 14 hundred dollars, I think. So I didn't even have half. And so what did I do? I had to call my parents and like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm in California and I need a new, new amp here. And it was, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was difficult times. 
And I think I was so freaked out by, I remember thinking to myself at 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, like, you know, even if we did make some money, how is this sustainable? And I think inevitably I gave into that thought process that this isn't sustainable instead of really, you know, the flow state that I kind of achieved by writing music and playing music, you know, I just wouldn't allow myself to access at a deep enough level. So I had to, I wasn't being honest with myself because I, um, I wasn't diving in deep enough to what I wanted to, to what I had to do, what the situation called for. Um, and when it came to, you know, stage two, if you will, corporate America, I was just doing it really for the money, which is kind of funny. Um, you know, I, I, I worked my way up, I made good money. Uh, and I think I just, I, I, I thought it was the only job that I could get. And that really comes from, you know, just a, a low self-worth, you know. And I, I worked my way up to a point where I couldn't just make a lateral move from one industry to another without taking a pay cut. So I considered that several times, but it didn't work out. I wasn't honest with myself about, you know, there's nothing in this particular company that really resonated in my soul except for, except for uh, developing people and raising people's success up, which... It, you know, it really impassioned me with that company. I believe I was the only general manager who had three uh, employees of the year, three three years consecutively, or maybe there was a year break in there. But I had three of people who worked for me who were employees of the year for the whole company. And that took a whole lot of advertising on my part to get those, um, you know, to get to get uh, those people elevated to you know the the president of the company in front of them to see their contribution and inevitably be chosen among, you know, a hundred thousand team members to be uh, a team member of the year. Now, so you gotta be honest with yourself, right? I, this is what I was succeeding in is what I like doing. Um, and you know, I eventually had to find a way to really bring that to my day to day job, but it took a long time. I was, cause I wasn't being honest with myself. So the other thing is you've got to make sure that you understand that we're, we're always changing too. So, um, you know, this is kind of hindsight. So if you were to talk to the me that was back then, I might say something different. Um, but we are always changing. We This whole idea of, you know, who I am, it's changing, right? It's inevitably changing. I don't want to get morbid. Uh, but I remember, you know, seeing um, my good friend who passed away in his casket and how could you tell that he was no longer alive, right? It's because there was no change happening. It was just, there's a certain vibration, a certain electrical quality to our movements, to our bodies. Um, our nervous systems are activated, right? And we can tell uh, when we're that still, when that kind of spark goes away, when the change stops, right? It just made me realize, wow, everything is always changing. Sameness is an illusion, Right, so this could be your values. Your values might change, right? I, I kind of, I wasn't a very organized person in my twenties and whatnot. Now I have a value of order, right? I, I need to put things in order. It gives me, provides me ease for me, right? Um, my needs have changed over the years, uh, and then of course the stages of personal development, right? When those things all massively transform as you move from one stage of development. To another. So you have to know yourself, right? You have to have some level of self-awareness uh, and you have to find a way to do that. Number two, 
you have to be able to rise above. Now, I, I don't know if this does any justice to the point I want to make, but really what I'm talking about is you have to be able to get above your life and look at it and be like, okay, what, what am I doing here? Right? What, what, what am I actually doing? And then you also need to be able to engage too. But I think, um, you know, as far as long-term focus, you need to be able sometimes it feels real bad, right? Um, when I'm running, you know, when you get to, when you're getting into miles 20 in a marathon, it feels real bad. And so when you're there, you're thinking your mind is giving you every reason to quit, every reason to quit. Um, and you have to overcome those things. And so, um, rising above that, right? This is actually the way you get through it. You just kind of have to be like, okay, no, I have to deal with this pain until X amount of time. It's really kind of amazing. What I love about running is, is the pain comes, but it goes away. I remember the last marathon that I ran, you know, it was real bad hitting, hitting a wall at table or excuse me, um, mile 21 or 22. And by the time I got to 24, it was like, you know, it was more than a second wind, more than a third wind. It was like I was, I felt like I could sprint. And I ran those last 2.2 miles, uh, two of the quickest miles in the whole marathon, right? So it was because I was able to rise above it, right? And so that's kind of a metaphor for your whole life. You know, I, I, I look back and I didn't, I wasn't able, I didn't understand the math that I was working in in the rock and roll days and stage one for me. Right. So I didn't understand what I had to do. Um, we had a manager for a little while and he was like, well, what's, what's your goal? And I was like, our goal. And so I happened to see, uh, one of our bands that we were kind of peers with appear on, um, one of the late night shows. I said, Oh yeah, we want to do that. And he goes, okay, give me two years and we'll make that happen. And you know, for me, I was like, it took the specialness out of it and was like, Oh, there's just a strategy we slap on this, you know? So that, that points to a whole bunch of other issues that I was dealing with at the time. Um, but it really kind of repelled me. Um, but you know, you have to separate from your body, right? Sometimes you wake up and you feel really terrible and you have to you realize that you're not your pain. You're not your negative thoughts. You're not your circumstances, right? You're how you react to those things. And so you have to be able to rise above, uh, to be able to kind of, try to make sense of the map or the journey of your life. Um, even though it's really difficult to do when you're actually in it day to day, make space, make time to rise above. Uh, and then I think the third thing too is goals are good, right? But don't do it for the goal. Now I was just talking with someone the other day. I can't remember who, um, but I was talking about, you know, I had these goals, um, throughout my life. And when I hit these goals, there's a sense of like, I don't know, sadness or disappointment at those goals because there was no parade, right? I remember sitting at a Starbucks, uh, you know, $30,000 in debt on credit cards and paying that last payment. And I'm sitting there by myself and it cost me my relationship at the time. It cost me, um, you know, a peace of mind. It cost me, you know, the last half of my twenties really paying this off. And I really kind of started resenting it. I was like, there's no, like literally there was no reason for me to achieve this. Right. And, and it, it changed the way I thought about goals. Um, and what a goal does is it changes now. Right. So if I set a goal, 
it changes what you do now. And one of the things it does is it cuts out everything in your life that doesn't contribute to the goal, right? So one of the goals now is I want to run this ultra marathon. So I need to, you know, there's things that need to be cut out, right? So um, I'm not necessarily doing it for the goal. You know, I understand that how difficult this is going to be, but there's someone I'm going to become along the way. And that's really what I'm interested in. And so um, it really gives you an idea uh, of how you, how to build resilience, right? When you, when you choose a, a, a goal that's out of your reach today, you have to become someone different in order to get that goal. And I think that's the important thing. It's not the goal. It's who you become on the way, right? Um, and then the other thing, too, setting a goal, you know, it's, it's confusing sometimes. Um, it gives you a direction, right? So you're looking around at the world. There's lots of static, lots of information coming at us, right? And, and it's like, which way do I go? Well, you choose a goal. You know you're going this way. You know you're going towards this goal. Uh, for instance, this goal of running this ultra marathon is requiring me to run a lot between now and then, right? So I'm becoming more and more of a runner, if you will. Now, you have to find a way to like this stuff. And, you know, I always love running the first 10 miles when I'm going, right? It's great. Uh, but when things get difficult, right? When your hips get tight and it feels like there's rubber bands wrapped around your um, legs, when you're slightly dehydrated, you know, you, you, um, you're not enjoying it as much, right? So you have to be able to get something from the journey, right? And if you don't, um, if you're just suffering and not growing in that, right? Then you get resentful. And that's really what happened to me in kind of stage one and stage two of my life that I described, right? Um, I got resentful and it really hurt those relationships that I had at the time and caused me to have to start over. So to sum it up again, I think there's really three things that you have to, to, at least for me, that really jump out as far as long-term focus. You have to know yourself, right? You have to make an effort to get to know yourself in an ever-deepening way, right? And there's lots of ways uh, in which to do that. Um, joining a, a group, life coaching group. Uh, I do that and I learn a lot in that. I had a session yesterday and I just was like, guys, thank you so much. I've learned so much from you. And it's because you're hearing everybody tell stories and share their information and you're comparing yourself to it and you're discovering yourself, right? It kind of helps you rise above, which is number two. You have to learn how to rise above and make sense, you know, to rise above and look at your, look at your life from a high level and look down and be like, okay, where am I going? You know, um, if you're in pain, you know, for instance, this goal of running an ultra marathon, if, if I just sit there in the pain, I'm going to decide not to run it. Right. But I need to zoom out and be like, okay, where am I going? What is this pain worth? Right. And you know, that's, that's an ongoing conversation. But I think the last thing too, it's important is don't do it for the goal. Do it for how it will change you. Right. So I want to be someone who can, um, have great endurance and also figure out a way to, to take care of myself to the degree where I'm not suffering. Um, and I want to enjoy this type of growth, even though it's painful, right? 
Um, and I really owe it to myself to not get into that pattern of resentment, which caused the first kind of two phases of my life to really not manifest the way I'd like them to in my life. Thank you for listening today. My thoughts on long-term focus. Know yourself. Figure out a way to rise above so you can see your life from a high level. And don't focus long-term for the goal. Do it for how it will change you. Uh, this is Ryan from Ryan Watts Life Coaching. Again, check out that cool little quiz at Ryan Watts Life Coaching forward slash development. Uh, it's kind of a cool thing. And I thank you all for listening. All the best.